In this episode of the RV Small Talk podcast, we're just going to shoot the breeze on the Oh, the humidity that we live in and how, what it does for us as RVers, what it doesn't do for us as RVers, to my frizzy hair and all. So humidity, that'll be a topic. And then what? But the important part that we're going to talk about is converters. Converter, I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> we get to talk to Todd from WIFCO mm-hmm. and he's going to talk to us about I don't know, converters, what they do, and some of the new stuff that's out there connecting to the lithium. So So that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm telling you folks, converters sound boring, but really what they can do for you more so now. Well, y'all hang in there because it's really pretty fun. Well, once again this week, we'd like to do a shout out to our friends at the Truck Camper Magazine. That's right, Truck Camper Magazine. They do all the things from showing you the how-tos, the what-fors, and the where-to-goes. They have stories that are submitted in, and they are, it's like this massive curated mess of what you need to know and what you need to inspire you to go. Okay, they they might be insulted with the massive curated mess. No, curated is a good word. It's a smart word. But it's tons of fun (laughs) to keep up with Truck Camper Magazine. (laughs) All right, so uh, yeah, y'all keep up with Truck Camper Magazine. It's free. You get to see lots of cool things. Mm -hmm. Learn a little bit, even if you don't have a truck camper. Yeah. See some great adventures. Check it out. Truck Camper Magazine. And they are on the Facebooks. So you can find them there. But I'm telling you, go to their website and sign up to their email. Every single one is valuable. TruckCamperMagazine.com Welcome to RV Small Talk, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. My name is Lindsay. I'm Clint. And I'm PJ. And we thank you so much for joining us today. Let's go. All right. But it's so humid. Oh. <laughs> it is so humid. Well, we live in humid. And I think that there's various pockets around the U.S. where that is the general sentiment. And I, I know that in South Texas, where I grew up, Absolutely. It felt like 80% humidity all the time. Where we are in Central Texas is pretty humid. You always hear about Florida. You always hear about Georgia humidity. And I think anywhere that has any access to the coast. Right. I grew up in Houston and oh my gosh. It seems like that helped in the 80s though because everyone wanted the big poofy hair. No, no. Well, I grew up in the 70s where everybody wanted the straight sleek hair. Yeah. Hard to do. The Joni Mitchell Hard to do, hair? yes. Hard to do in 80% humidity. But we're not here to talk about our hair. We're here to talk about camping, campers, that stuff. So things are humid. Things are humid. Super humid. What do we do about it? Well, let's talk, let's talk about <laughs> our hatred of it first. Oh, no. 100% hate it. How much we hate it. However, I would prefer humid over cold. So I'm good. Well, well no, can, wait, 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 wait. You can have humid cold. Yeah, the thing is, is when it's hot and it's humid, it feels even hotter and yuckier. And if it's Sticky cold and it's humid, and it feels even colder. It feels clammier to me. So if it's cold and humid, I feel more clammy. And if um, if it's hot and humid, it's sticky and, and it But if, makes it if you to have to go camping, do you like it when it's hot and humid or cold and humid? Hot mild and 75 and humid <laughs> with a, with a with light a, breeze with light. <laughs> next to the water I mean, if i have to have humid i, I still know. want the temperature to if be I, nice if i get a choice in weather then it's not going to be either of those <laughs> well no. 
Um, but humidity affects your RV and your experience in so many ways. I yeah. mean, it, it can it can really mess with you. So let's let's take for instance your bedding situation. Humidity can cause you problems by collecting underneath your mattress. Yeah, and because humidity happens inside the camper, whenever mm -hmm. you have warm air on the inside and usually cool air on the outside, then you have condensation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if it's hot and it's humid, there's just extra water just everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then it then it's all over everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, neither none of us want water inside no. the camper. No, you get that kind of stale funk or whatever going on in your camper. Yeah. Oftentimes it's due to the humidity that's trapped yeah. in there and lack lack of moving air. And if you have humidity and any kind of warmth at all, then you're talking and you're inviting the molds and the the mildews and things like yeah. that. Ew, should I check under my mattress? Um, you might. I you know what in in some situations, you might find uh, a way to prop it up, you know, when yeah. you're not using it to allow airflow. I know there's um, there's a couple different systems that like do just that. They lift your mm -hmm. mattress kind of like up. the Froly system. Yes. Or Froly? What? I still don't know how to say that. Froly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't but know. the cool thing is it comes in a little box and they're all little snap together pieces. Mm -hmm. right. I never knew that until sure. recently yeah. when we added one. So it just gives you that little cushion of Wait, air. Did you add one to your camper? I did not. Oh. But I might. You might, yeah. Okay. I don't anyway, know. Anyway. Yeah. Very so cool. So those are helpful. Um, so airflow affects obviously your mattress, which, which if that gets any kind of mold or mildew in it, I mean yikes folks and you're sleeping on it and if you have any kind of sensitivities or allergies that's a problem but then it also goes into your clothing because a lot of people keep their clothing stored in their trailer well everything gets musty and the uh -huh. stuff that's stuck together gets musty i mean let's even talk about the wallboard if you have wallboard sometimes the seam tape that holds oh, yes. it all together yeah, the adhesive comes starts with. coming off i mean there is glue in every camper mm -hmm. and if it gets damp yeah. Then it can let go. Things kind of curl up. The so, musty sets in. So, I, all right. Let's just, it, the best thing to do is just keep humidity out. Right? Okay. So, how do you do that? Move. <laughs> go, camp in the <laughs> desert, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't camper. It's humid. Okay. So, here's a question for you. Do you know, and I did not know until recently, what a... Is it a hygrometer? Yeah, hygrometer. Mm -hmm. Do you know what a hygrometer is? It's, Did you know? It's a yeah, it's a tool. It doesn't come to mind. Have often. you have you met this guy? I of course have, he knows I, what I, a hygrometer I, is, Mr. Nerd. It, it just tells you what the humidity percentage is, basically. Yeah, but I would have thought that just is a thing that tells you what the humidity just is. Just Google yeah. it. Google it. Google the humidity. Yeah, yeah. I just look on my weather app. It tells me. Well, right. you know, the nice thing about hygrometer is if it, if you had a potentially humid environment two weeks ago in Texas when we had no power and no cell service or no data, mm -hmm. you could still know. How you, humid it was. Yeah. Well, maybe not if you didn't have any power. Maybe it's battery powered. Then you would know. But I guess if you. Yeah. But if you Google <laughs> it, it's going to tell you the environment, but it doesn't tell you about inside your camper. Exactly. So if you have a water leak or something, you might be more humid inside than you are outside. Easily. Yeah. Or. The temperature changes and inside's different temperature than yeah. the outside. Well, this happens very often in small trailers that may not have um, a, a standard propane furnace system. Uh -huh. Like mine doesn't. 
So uh-huh. I have a little uh, Mr. Heater Buddy Heater, and it runs off those camp propane canisters. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Love it. It does a great job. It has one setback to me. It's propane, so it creates humidity. It, it actually introduces a lot of humidity into into the inside of the trailer while it's running. Okay, so you need to get one of those little weather stations that will tell you what the humidity is inside mm-hmm. your camper. Mm-hmm. Because you want the humidity inside your camper to be less than 50%. Yeah, yeah. And what's the bottom? What Less than 50% is kind of like the top of comfortable. Well, when all. it gets like down to... 20 or 25 then it starts feeling dry right you your skin starts cracking and it's just it's desert really yeah i think so yeah yeah Yeah. 30 to 50 is generally what people say is humanly comfortable so huh and some people like it above 50 like just they're more comfortable with high humidity sea sailors but you really don't want that inside your camper. Yeah. Vikings yeah. only. That's <laughs> my kind of people. Okay. So I have a question I just thought about. Um, so campers that are made a specific way or with specific materials, would they naturally have more humidity than other campers? I wonder. So hmm, what do you mean? A camper that is, you know, like wood frame and aluminum stapled to it. Would it have more or less humidity than something that was like a vacuum bonded wall. I wonder if maybe not so much that it would naturally have it other than it might be more inviting to condensation. Right. I don't think it would change the humidity. I mean, humidity is what's in the air. Right. But but if it's but if it's a better insulated so, trailer versus a not right. so well insulated then trailer, it, then, then the temperatures then won't adjust as quickly. Maybe. Maybe. So like a more well insulated trailer might have more humidity because or less because the outside air isn't affecting the inside air as much. Oh, but so the outside had, air is going to be drastically different than the inside air because uh, I'm so confused. Yeah. But those windows. But if you had thermal pane windows, uh, if you had uh, a, a double pane, mm-hmm. then the inside air isn't directly against the outside mm-hmm. air. So you're not going to have as much condensation. Yeah. So now, this is all theoretical, folks. Okay, we are so, no experts. So it's like um, it's like when SpongeBob is under the sea <laughs> and he goes into Sandy's house, but Sandy's a squirrel, so she has to live in an air bubble. So he has to go into the middle ground and then let the water out of that, and then they can open the other door. So it's like so it's like an airlock, but it's a water lock. Yes, like that. That's so helpful, Lindsay. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, I th- I think a certain small, my, minuscule percentage of our listening audience will get that. I think I'm an, both. I am an adult over the edge. <laughs> an, you are both I'm an over adult. the edge. I got this. I think there's things that create humidity inside your trailer, and there's things that help it. You know, another thing that creates humidity inside your trailer is what? actually us breathing. Absolutely, yeah. we breathe out moisture all the time. So we need like a, a tube that goes up through the ceiling, and we can just breathe through yeah, that when we're snorkel. in our trailer. Mm-hmm. A snorkel. Mm-hmm. I can think of a SpongeBob reference for that. <laughs> just give me a second I gotta find a way to use Spongebob in the thumbnail oh well you remember the podcast where we did the Spongebob or country song yes oh, or, or campground that was a Camp- train wreck yeah. it was oh, not it was, fun it was so fun that was still the it best so episode fun. we've ever done okay I mean you think that's the best yes. yeah oh it was pretty fun because it had little to do with anything yes okay so oh, what else okay. can we do about this humidity it's because we live in a humid area and we tend to travel to well humid areas stop breathing okay noted well 
Uh, a more a solid trailer, dual pane windows helps uh-huh. cracking a vent or cracking a window mm-hmm. using electric heat source if you can and not your propane heat source because that creates humidity and it's, and it's also what type of process that heater uses because yes. a, a standard force air furnace isn't going to put as much as like the buddy heater well yeah it is because it's propane it it creates a lot the of humidity too. humidity oh i didn't realize this yeah. is as much yeah okay. it's it's still terrible um and you know we all cook if you cook inside mm-hmm. that steam always creates a little more humidity mm-hmm. so i mean there's things you can do you to know, try i once to cooked keep a brick and it added no humidity no humidity no, no steam no nothing yeah we worry how long about did that clip. take i don't know but i'll tell you what, i i have never had toast so did it taste good to, <laughs> never mind. but yeah so but there's ways to, to if you have something that tells you what the humidity is then you'll know whether you need to get out your dehumidifier mm-hmm. and they make little ones you can take with you yeah so if you're plugged in at a campsite you just plug that in for a little while bring it down a little bit yeah or they make those um uh, those little humi- rock things those little things full of pebbles what yeah, do they yeah. call them dehumidifiers they them, well they don't because that's usually <laughs> something electric but yeah so you hang them up and the, they're like the beads moisture absorption soak up the things. water yeah i just don't know do those i have never felt like i would trust those to do any kind of well job. if you need something quick yeah i mean it's not going to fix it in just 30 minutes pebbles under your arm and you're but overnight it is going to take some moisture out of the air. But if it's constantly coming in, if you open the door and it's raining outside, uh-huh. probably uh-huh. not going to save you. So are those but bags more for like um, storage? Like when you're usually in storage? Yeah, better for storage. Mm-hmm. But I mean, good to have around, especially if you have some areas that get more moisture, like call the bathroom. Desiccant? Is that what they call those little uh, packages that come in your whatever you buy? The and little silica gel things? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wonder if it's the same category. I, I think it is. But those things are super cheap. Mm-hmm. And it's super cheap to get refills to put in them. So, you know, if you're going to take a shower in your trailer, stick yeah. one of those in your shower yeah. when you're done. And if you're taking a shower, super that's going to add all kinds of humidity. So open, open the that vent, vent and vent it yeah, out straight just out. Try to keep that door shut. Let it go mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah. They put vents in bathrooms for a reason. A reason. <laughs> and if you don't have a fantastic fan near your shower. Then you have an okay fan. Then you have a... Yeah, an okay fan. <laughs> and a fantastic fan is better than an okay fan. Because it's get fantastic. 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 Anyway, I mean, something just something to pay attention to. That's what we were talking about in the office this week. So we thought we'd bring it up. Well, we talk about these sort of things because first it's humid and our air conditioning has been replaced, being replaced for the past two, three weeks. And so it's so humid in here. We've we got no airflow. Yeah, we've been hot. We've been cold. and We've been humid the whole time. That's right. That's right. All right. I'm going to get a hydro... How, how do you say Hygrometer? That's Hydro, not what it is. Hydro... Come on. What is that word? Hygrometer. That's, that's exactly what, I said. what he <laughs> said. I thought you said hydrometer. Sorry. Okay. Hygrometer. I'm learning. Guys, I'm going to get a hydrometer. Although a hydrometer makes more sense because hydro, water, hy- 
I bet that that's a thing. It just does something else. Really, and they're like, "Oh man, we already used that word." All right, yeah. comments, let's y'all just, help us out. Let's just replace that D with a G. Nobody will notice. Yeah, is that it, what happened? I'm like sure that's med- what happened. It's Lindsay. like the medical teams are out there going, "I need a name for this uh, this malady." It's like a oh, meter. Oh goodness! But for... the the asteroid has already been named, so we have to call it a hemorrhoid. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay, let's how, name it Tim. <laughs> <laughs> how how about if we talk to Todd and learn about uh, converters? Yes, something yes. useful. Get me out of this conversation. <laughs> something useful. All right, y'all, hang on. Save me. Here comes the good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're, you're fine. <laughs> but I'm glad you're here. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming by and chatting yeah. with us because. It's a great opportunity for us. Absolutely, and I, and I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Gary uh, sprung it on me yesterday that it was uh, I was going to be on here today. Well, so. we didn't want you to go out and buy new clothes. Surprise! Surprise! Right. Yeah. We didn't want you to dress up and you know do your makeup all that. No, I needed to wait till he landed in Austin before I sprung it on him. <laughs> you didn't give him an option. No. Oh, okay. Leaving the airport, he's like, by the way, we're Perfect. going to be doing a podcast Perfect. tomorrow. So I'm like, really? Okay. Well, as we get started here, let's go ahead and introduce the two of you. Okay. So we have Todd Weiss. Correct. And you are a representative with WIFCO, WFCO, which. World Friendship Company. Oh. That's what WIFCO stands for. It's what again? World Friendship Company. Well, we we may or may not dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really? probably better off not diving into it because I can't lead you down any other path other than this name of the company. Uh, there you go. Really? <laughs> and yeah. we, okay, we have to do some homework, Clint. We have to figure yeah. this out. Yeah, sure. World Friendship Company. I mean, we ought to be like saving the whales or feeding starving children or something. Well, it sounds like all holding hands and singing kumbaya. As I lived in Asia, you would have these Asian companies, and they would have a name like. LG and like what's LG you figure some something big uh-huh. it's just life's good or something that means something like that and yeah. so uh, it's like three brothers company or right right a lot of the name. telecom companies have these weird acronyms and you find out that it just means something friendly yeah. <laughs> well WIFCO <laughs> is weird enough right WIFCO yeah but it's fun to say yeah because first thing you think of is a wiffle ball no that's what you think Wifco. of with but I, I don't whatever. know what I think of. Okay. But well, well, we also have Gary Weaver here. All right. And and we've had you on the show before as we talked about yeah. various products. And, and why do we have you here? Well, no, you why know, are you here? I, 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 I just happen to stop by and I get coffee and you guys bring me in. Yeah. 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 We've worked out in our favor yeah. this time we, because you brought Todd. Yeah. And we have pretty good coffee. You got great coffee here. So I love coming in. No, I work for a company called, obviously, you guys know, Dealer Resources Group. And we represent... Uh, several factories in the RV industry. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of the jack of all trades, but when you need an expert, I bring in someone like Todd Vice to to Ooh. really, really call, me a, on, he call me an expert. Pressure wow. is yes. on. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we we looked at WIFCO when we brought him on as a contractor representing him, and uh, we really like these guys. Obviously, they make converters that right. in the RV, which we'll probably talk about here in a little bit. Well, how can you not like them? They're the world friendship Companies. Yeah, yeah. So obviously there they were go. great to work with, right? But they were in nine out of ten of the manufacturers in Elkhart. So Precisely. Like, there's a lot of them out there. So nine out of ten manufacturers use we'll WIFCO. Ha- we'll have a WIFCO in that unit. Okay. So, wow. But and that goes a lot. back a long time. That seems like 
I've looked at a lot of units over the past few years, and it's a standard for years, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's at, that's a great point, and that's one of the things we look at when we're looking at a company. We look at the longevity of that company, and they've been around since 1976. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're and it's a family-owned company still to this day. Wow, which is another thing we look at. Uh, but then the other thing that that we kind of dive into for a company that would probably be interested for your viewers is we don't want a me too company we want someone that's really ahead of the market and they they have 25 first in innovative de- designs okay in converters well so. nobody has even said what wifco does surely well, it's in a title somewhere but what are we talking about here we we don't know Obviously, no, no. obviously not, <laughs> not beaded friendship bracelets, yeah, Let's convert right? them from not knowing to knowing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, so uh, let's talk about, first off, the, the big deal is a converter does what for your RVer? So it's going to take your 110. So you're going to plug into your shore power. Or generator. A, or generator. Mm-hmm. You're going to take that 110 and convert it into 12 volt to run all your 12 volt appliances with inside your RV. Now, that sounds really good if you know RVs and you're already 100% there. But if you're not, like people listen or are trying to learn online, converters, inverters, it all gets so confusing. All right. So basically, if you're at home, you have 110 volt power. That's okay. what's running your appliances. That's what's running your house. That's, that's what your wall sockets it, provide. Your wall sockets provide. Household current. Household current is basically okay. the way to think about it. So AC we're gonna, is what they call a, household exactly. current. So we're going to take that and we're going to turn it into DC power, which is 12 volt, which is what the majority of all your RV appliances are, is 12 volt. So you have to have a converter to change your 110 to 12 volt to run the 12 volt appliances. Mm-hmm. And then an inverter does just the opposite. So we're gonna take it from the 110 to the 12 volt, and then we're gonna take it back to an inverter, and we're gonna convert it to 110 to run the appliances inside of RV. If okay, you even my head spinning, and I do this every day. Okay, so a converter takes the household current or plugging in at the park and changes it to battery power. Not battery power, because you don't you actually don't even need a battery to run a converter. Right, but the converter converts it to battery. 12 volt. 12 volt appliance type of power correct because appliances a lot of them run 12 volt pretty much everything in a trailer is 12 volt for the most part yes um microwaves maybe not microwave air conditioner and the household plugs Mm -hmm. pretty much everything else can run on 12 volt like Mm -hmm. a refrigerator or it runs on 12 volt in conjunction with gas mm-hmm. propane mm-hmm. right yes so every trailer has a converter correct because when you plug in at shore power you want it to continuously feed your lights your i don't know water heater your water pump what else is there you're gonna I mean, have your, your toggle switches for your awnings yeah. your slide outs all right all right. that's going to be included with your 12 volt power in order to operate the unit so if you don't have a converter you're not going to operate anything in this. That sh- your batteries are going to die. And your, your batteries are going to go not very gonna quickly. Work. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that clears up a little bit of that because converters can be really confusing. It can. And when people start thinking, the only thing on an inverter side, the majority of what an inverter is doing inside an RV is running a household refrigerator is becoming more and more popular because of the size of them. 
Uh, and then there are a lot of 12 volt appliance uh, refrigerators out there that can run uh, that are bigger. But uh, that is primarily what our inverter, when it's being used inside of UNL, is being used for a household refrigerator. Can we put a link in the show notes? Absolutely. Is there a place that people can go to to see this product? Absolutely. Our, our website, I'll be honest with you, our website is as good as there is in the industry. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's terrible. No, no. I thought you were going to uh, say, uh, make an excuse for it. No, no. <laughs> yeah. It's all relative. Have you seen the rest yeah. of the industry? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> all right. That's fair. I mean, That's we, fair. we have catalogs that are catalogs that we hand out to the dealerships are bar none. The amount of information, it's unbelievable. Uh, okay, but I'm not an engineer. I mean, yeah. And I, and I realize, okay, I want to just put it out there. I am the woman in this room, but I pretty smart and I yeah. get most of this well, stuff. Well, don't sell yourself short. There I am not selling. I am doing you, just the opposite. You have totally worked on the other side of that firewall over there in the service center and and I, I am, pulled off some miracles. I, yeah. Thank you. I am doing the exact opposite, saying that I am not the dumb blonde in the room, but if it comes to learning about this, yeah. It, it might I might need some extra help. And so your website is going to teach me what I need to know the and website, whether this will do what I need. Catalogs. We have an 800 number that you can call into. And we actually have eight engineers that have designed these products that have they build these products. They live and breathe these products for 50 plus years experience amongst that group. And they will take your calls within a minute and a half, generally, so long as I've seen anybody ever wait on hold and they get an expert to talk to. And, I am so and, impressed. And by the way, the retail customer can also call that number. Yes. That's wow. just not to dealers. That's also for the retail customer as well. Awesome. So all of this will be in the show notes, Clint. Yep. Okay. And he will make it happen. So mm-hmm. that if you guys want I, to know more about these things, just just go on down to the show notes and... And we'll have some links there for you. Absolutely. I, I tell That's you what, incredible. I yeah. am so glad to learn this. I tell you what you? I like about their customer service department. You know, you call into some factories I represent and the people behind the customer service has got a catalog and they'll go, OK, this is wrong. This is how I answer it, which leads me mm-hmm. to how I answer this. These guys at WIFCO are the actual guys that work on them. They test them. They do field tests at the factories in Elkhart. So when you call them, they're not going by a catalog. They know what you're talking right, about, right. and uh, and they're it's just, their baby. They, they know yeah, it. they're a great right. group there. We've that dealt is with them. impressive. Okay, all right. Well, I'm glad to know everything you do. I didn't there know that. I just thought you were converters. So if yeah. you want that kind of support and you don't have a WIFCO product in your trailer, it's time to move over to WIFCO. <laughs> well, and again, that's one of the things that we offer not only on our websites and our catalog, and we hand out uh, just what we call cross-reference sheets we mm-hmm. hand out to our customers. So if a customer or a retail customer comes in your store and mm-hmm. they've got a competitive product, we've got a list of all competitive products and ours models side by side. So you can literally look at this list and say, okay, you know what? I don't have that particular model in inventory, but I have this WIFCO brand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this right here matches up with it perfectly. You know, you can exchange, exchange it out very mm-hmm. easily. Okay, you at WIFCO, what is the, the buzz most recently? Lithium. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's it is the buzz, buzz here the, too. Entire <laughs> industry. Okay, but yeah. how does lithium play into what you do and what you bring to the table? All right, so again, we have 90, 90, anywhere between 90, 95% of the OEM business. So mm-hmm. with that, we're already supplying them a standard converter. A lot of them have already switched over to our lithium converters now. Mm-hmm. Because in order, if you have a lithium battery, mm-hmm. 
You need a lithium charger or lithium converter in order to charge your lithium battery to 100%. Why is that? Uh, it's a charge rhythm. So a charge rhythm. Charge rhythm. So the charge rhythm on a standard <laughs> converter charge to a- Charge rhythm. Yeah. Woohoo. Gotta get your, gotta get your beat so going here. Tempo. So, so, oh, I forgot there's video. Yeah. Okay. So your, your standard converter charges at a 14 point, when it goes into bulk mode, it goes into a 14 point. 14.4 charge rhythm to okay. charge the battery. And that's why you get it to charge up to 100%. On a standard lead acid, lead acid, okay. So if you go to a lithium battery, you need to have a 14.6 charge rhythm. That little order, bit of difference? That little bit of difference in order to take it. The maximum we've ever gotten a standard converter to get take a lithium battery is 90%. Never get it to charge anything over that. So okay. you paid all this money for lithium battery. Right. Now you're charging it only to 90%. Now that's the new normal for that battery. Well, and some of these lithium batteries hold a lot of power. So 10% yeah. It's a, a big deal it's, and you're, and you're paying some That's deal. why you buy a lithium. That's right. It's 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, now, so, I, have, I have a question. If, if you said that if you charge only to 80, 85, 90%, that's the new normal. Does that mean that lithium after that it has a memory and it no longer can charge 200%? And it varies on batteries. Okay. But that is the norm on most of them is after a period of time of charging yeah. it significantly only to that 85, 90% time, that's becomes the new normal. So that's you your ceiling at that point. That's the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. It's like the old, to your battery. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what, do you, what is your solution here? So, so again, we have straight lithium converters and then we have our new lithium switch converters. Our lithium switch converters have been out for about a year right now, but we're just now really starting to get all the inventory in of them. And of course, with what mm -hmm. we've been dealing with the last year, right. it's been more difficult. Sure. Uh, so our lithium converters, it only, when you install that, you're dealing with a lithium battery and a lithium battery only. It's only gonna charge at the 13.6 uh, the and a 14.6 charge rhythm going to that battery. It's not possible to charge a regular battery or it's no. just going to do a substandard job. If you have a lithium converter, you will overcharge a standard battery and eventually dry it out and boil it and it be Ooh, done. That's danger yeah. zone. Let's so, not go there. What? Don't want to do that. Yeah. It's, it's pushing way too too hard into that battery it's, and that's yeah. going to heat it up and boil it off. And then you got boiling If you're using issues. a regular battery. With a lithium only With a lithium converter. converter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so you're that's a no -no. your battery. So you can well, use you just, a standard. That's just dangerous. So it, it is. That's not even cost. anything you want to try no, no, or no, get no. connected to. No. But then we have the new lithium switch. And what this is, it's a converter that actually has a toggle switch on our power centers that allow you to switch back and forth between lead acid and lithium. Why would you want to do that? Well, and, you know, yeah. So, why is that even So where this, where this comes in handy... Let's say you bought a new RV and you want solar and you want lithium batteries, you want to work. So you've spent a lot of money on lithium batteries. Mm -hmm. Good investment, mm -hmm. by the way. Good investment. Mm -hmm. You change your converter over, so it's it's a it's a lithium lithium converter. Six years down the road, you decide that you don't need lithium batteries anymore. Crazy person. Because you're either trading it in uh, or it's gotten older and it's not working. So you want to go back, you don't want to invest in lithium batteries again or 10 years down the road so you want standard batteries this allows you just to switch back to normal converter as standard as battery as easy as mm -hmm. that otherwise you'd be changing out the whole converter i assume that you have had in the past a lithium converter that's exclusive lithium is that correct correct so 
what's the price difference between the exclusive exclusive lithium the one that can only do only lithium, do lithium. Uh-huh. yeah <laughs> english is my first language so the one that can just do lithium and the one that can do switch between both what's the price difference um it's very minimal Okay. There's really what, not. What does minimal mean to um, you? And again, I would be thinking from a distributor's cost point versus retail. Well, and um, it, it, so I would say. So double that number. What's retail? I mean, retail, is it going to be $100? Is it going to be $500? No. Are we talking $20? No, you're looking. I mean, a standard converter, again, depending on size, and I'll take our almost common size of sure. 55 amp. That's okay. the most common size that we do on everything that we uh, we offer. Okay. Um, so. A uh, our suggest retail price on a fifty-five amp would be somewhere right around three hundred dollars for okay. a standard. Okay. And then to go to a lithium version, you'd be looking at about three ten. That's it. it. It's very very minimal. So pretty yeah. much the same, same cost plus a hamburger. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's easy. That's yeah. nothing. That's no. not really yeah. a cost difference. For those who have a trailer that is a beloved trailer, they they plan on it being the trailer for quite some years mm-hmm. ahead. And they bought it three years ago with a standard WIFCO product that didn't have the conversion switch in the back. Do your new models that have the conversion switch, are they direct replacement? Plug and play almost? No. Okay. So Ooh. tell me more. That is, and there's there's a multitude of reasons why, but the the quick and dirty answer is no, we don't right now. But there's a way around that. So um, we don't offer just our main board assembly is the most common thing that goes wrong with a, a converter. It's the lower half of a unit, and generally most people just they replace the lower half. Okay. So on we do have a straight lithium main board assembly that can switched out, be put into a standard converter okay, and make it straight lithium. I see. What? Okay. So. You just replace the board. It's a little, just replace it's, the lower Yeah, half. you're taking the brain out, okay. put the brain yeah, in, but, exactly. it's, but it's only standard converter, no lithium, or lithium. It's exactly. one or the other, yeah. no switch. No switch. But that can, that can be installed into a already installed converter. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I'm gonna take it a step further and this will be somewhat confusing. So the lithium switch, you can't just buy just the lower half, that main board assembly. We mm-hmm. don't offer just that. So you could switch that out, but you don't you sell can. it that way. But what you can do is buy the entire power center, which is your distribution panel and your converter in one box. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you take out the brains, the main board assembly, take out the fuse panel, and put those into your existing power center in the existing uh, RV and you've made it a lithium switch because this toggle switch is on the fuse panel. So you have to take that with you and then you need the brains that mm-hmm. does both lithium and standard mm-hmm. conversion to go into the lower half. So why wouldn't you just switch the whole thing? Uh, because of time to change out that lower half and that fuse panel. It's really it's not that long to do it. I mean, it's uh, say 30 minutes tops to change out that entire box and take out all the wiring and everything goes on, you're looking at probably an hour and a half to two hours to really change out the entire thing. Okay, so they connect the same. It just wouldn't be as efficient. Exactly. Okay, is there anything on the top half of that box that's gonna deteriorate? No. No. It's going to do just fine. You may have a breaker. I mean, but again, a breaker is going to go bad one way or the other. But generally, they don't. 
Okay. Like I said, if something goes wrong, 90% of the time if something goes wrong with our converter, it's that main, that lower half, that main board assembly that has to be replaced. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just picky. I think I think I'd change the whole thing out and pay the labor on the two hours just, <laughs> just so like a start with everything that. new. Yeah. I, that, yeah. But that's how I, I am. I would be that. I would be that guy. Yes. You know, and I get what you're saying because yeah. I've seen that top app. It's basically a breaker panel. Sure. Yeah. But I would be like, yeah, replace it all. Yeah, yeah, I, think I like all, I like whole shiny new things. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like all not like Frankenstein every, shiny new things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's nice to know that it's but, possible. But there's customers yeah. that would just want to do that because it's quick and easy. Do it yourselfers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah that's the, my next question. Is this something that that a DIY person should be doing, or is this someone you should really be bringing we, in? We don't recommend any do-it-yourselfers just because it is electrical, right? We right. recommend taking it to a certified dealer, let them do. I'll tell you, when I first got out of college, the, my first boss told me, he says, remember one thing for the rest of your life. He says, there's experts in every field for a reason. And he says, let them do what they do. Mm. And I've always kept that in the back of my mind. So if I need electrical work done, I'm gonna have an electrician do it. Or in yeah. this case, I'd have a tech do it. Mm-hmm. I have a plumber, I'm gonna have a plumber do it. I'm not gonna yeah. do it because I'm, that's not what I'm an expert at. Okay. So we recommend get an expert to do this. There's going to be the do-it-yourself do guys who can do it and right. have done it. Yes. But we're going to recommend everybody come into a, a dealership and let them do what they, they're experts at. Okay. Well, you know, we see a lot of the do-it-yourselfers that are just super smart and really good at this type of thing and could do it probably, you know, easily without yeah. any complications. So I don't want it to sound like a plug for a dealership. Um, however... We also see those people who try to do it yourself, and then they bring us a pile and say, uh, right. not sure why it's not working, but and it smells funny. here <laughs> we go. Well, and we're like, mm, okay. So in which case, you end up having to switch out everything because yes. you don't know what they did. So uh, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't want it to sound like we're plugging for dealerships, no. but, but this, if you get one little thing wrong, you can then you can fry, fry your the whole, whole system. Correct. Yeah. And okay. generally, when we have a, a converter sent back to Wolfco because it's something's gone wrong with it, uh-huh. it our engineers they can go through their step by step process and they can identify pretty easily what was done. And generally, <laughs> this paperclip yeah. wrong, yeah, all wrong. <laughs> it, and generally, we find out that it is the customer error and something that they have done that has fried the unit or made we, it go back. We see that a lot here and we're mm-hmm. like, it, it would have saved us an hour of Diag if you just, just told, us. told us that you did this. Yes. And they're like, well, we didn't think that was the problem. Uh, what, 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 what did the guy tell us yesterday about the uh, the laundry uh, plug? Oh, we um, had a uh, customer that wired oh. up a laundry plug into an RV uh, to oh. plug into his house. It fried the converter. Yeah, which happens <laughs> well, actually pretty often. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because we actually really? tell That's people a do, common not, thing? do not plug this into your dryer plug. Because it looks right. It and even yes. electrician, yeah. yes. you, yeah. you give your, your brother-in-law electrician, this is the plug that I'm using. And they'll say, I know that plug. Yeah. And, and, it's, yes. and it looks right. Uh-huh. It fits right. It's not right. Nope. Right. Well, yeah. I, I just got to say, after the freeze last week, mm-hmm. you can talk to my wife and she will tell you I'm no plumber. <laughs> <laughs> I got the call that just said, just call the plumber. Just stop it. So everything I fixed doesn't work. Oh, but, no. Uh, plumbers are coming. There you go. So are you still using bathtub water? We finally got out of the snow melted bathtub water. And, uh, but yeah. 
Oh, that no. was a good fix for a while. So something that your engineers might want to design into to future products is you remember the old uh, operation game where it buzzes when you hit yeah. something wrong. <laughs> Just build this into your product so when, yeah. when the do it, DIY people are busting into their their converters, it buzzes as them every time they hit something wrong. Yeah. Well, when you look, Red nose we've added everything. reverse polarity fuses in all of our products now. Mm. So we have tried good. to try to save stop. the unit, exactly. mitigate yeah. the, how far yeah. the problem so can go. That good. is, that is good. definitely something we've uh, we've taken in consideration uh, over the years. I just need a buzz and a red nose. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, if you look, I mean, on most of our power centers, you have a red indicator light. If you blew that fuse, yeah. that red light comes on, so it tells you exactly. It needs where to say you, you blew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And buzz. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So there. From a size standpoint, if someone were to do what Gary wants to do, will that space in your RV take the whole new unit? If you're like, I'm going to pay for the all new unit to go where my original unit goes, it's the same dimensions? Everything is identical with exception of the guts. So when you get into the brain mm -hmm. and then that fuse panel are the exact same thing that you've got in there. Now. Okay. Okay. Very let doable. me be sure. If you have a converter, a Certainly, it's a certain size converter, mm -hmm. maybe, yeah, that well, runs you, the yeah. regular batteries. I have the Plain Jane trailer. Okay. No, you don't. For, I know your if trailer. I, if I did. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I feel like I won the lottery here. Um, but, uh, yeah, whole nother story. We're talking converters here. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, if you have a trailer that has a basic converter and mm -hmm. you're not set up for lithium, and you want to switch to lithium and you've switched to the lithium converter. Is it the same size as the standard Correct. converter? Yep. And then if you say, I want the dual switch, what do you call it? The lithium switch. The lithium switch converter, mm -hmm. then it's all the same size. All the same all size. All yeah. three of them. Yep. And no, in general, they drop right in the same place. And you can even vary in, in the amperage of how big of the converter you want. Now, to a certain degree, and now on the power centers, they're mm -hmm. pretty much all going to be the exact same size, 35 to 75. You get into the deck mounts, they vary a little bit in size, so it may be a slight difference. What does a deck mount mean? All right, so we have power centers and we have deck mount converters. They're all converters. A power center is going to be an all-inclusive box that has your distribution panel in it. Uh, and then have your converter in one box. Okay. A deck mount converter is a freestanding converter, and then you actually have a separate distribution. Oh, panel. I've seen some builds like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your so, breakers are over there. Yeah. Your, your converter's uh, over here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and generally, you try to keep them as close together, but at OEM, when they put in a trailer together, they're looking for space and they just say, okay, right. I'm going to stick the converter underneath the bed, I'm going to put the distribution panel underneath the actual in a, in a storage compartment yeah so that's they yeah. all do the exact same thing they look slightly different just because the distribution panel is not in the same box as the deck mount okay but they operate the exact same way and as far as going from standard to lithium to lithium can uh, switch all the same sizes what percentage of manufacturers are using the deck mount is it a lot Ooh, I uh, you know what i don't know that but um, is it like less than half is it um, 10 to 20 percent is it gary you brought in an expert <laughs> <laughs> uh, well he's not a statistician which is yeah. always what i want to yeah. know yeah. because i don't see a lot of those i mean i know I don't they're either. out there I've but seen we a don't few. see them 
Yeah, so. I, I don't. I really don't even have an idea of how many. I know we sell a lot, a lot of deck mount converters in a year. I mean, if you take our top four SKUs, and something we always talk about when we're out making calls. Of course. Um, it's all 55 amp. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes our power center, or mm-hmm. actually first our main board assembly. Mm-hmm. Our main board assembly, because again, that's the thing, if something goes wrong, generally that's yeah. what you're replacing. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into our deck mount, the mm-hmm. 55 amp. Then you go to our entire power center, mm-hmm. and then it goes to our universal replacement kit called mm-hmm. our, universe, our, our RAP, R-A-P. <laughs> that we have. Those are our four most popular SKUs that we sell, and that order all in 55 amp. So I gotta mm-hmm. think that percentage is pretty far up there. It, it should yeah. be, I would think. Um, I wouldn't say I would think it'd be below 50 percent just because I I know what we do in the main board assemblies Mm -hmm. uh, is probably twice as many as we do in the deck mounds. So I would think that that number would be somewhere probably more 20 to 30 percent in the deck mounds. And here again, I'll just say if all of these names and descriptions have gotten a little wonky in your head the past two minutes, just go to your website and it will all spell it out. And yep. Help us to understand. Detailed directions yeah. on, it shows you wiring diagrams, it shows you color-coded, what goes where. I mean, And goes, some people love that, and some people just want to know what's it going to take to get lithium. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's all. So mm-hmm. both of those are pretty self-explanatory on your website. Yes. The website is very handy. When we brought this line on and started, you know, all of a sudden when Todd's not with me, I have to be the expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that website helped tremendously yes going in and looking at that and you have to learn as you go they really basic it down uh-huh. to understand it because they have to do that because it's on you know a website where they everybody's looking at it's mm-hmm. not an electrical engineer yeah so right. uh yeah it's it's huge they really they really basic it down for you okay so a customer comes in and they say i've like I said, had this for a few years, this trailer. I want to move to a solar and a lithium setup. And, and obviously, this is mostly on the lithium side of things, not dealing with solar and stuff like that. What would a, what would that be? They come to the service center and, and they, they're they looking for terms. What do I what do they ask for? This, what do I want to do? I want lithium. And okay. service center needs to say what? So they're going to number one, I right, say are they're going to ask them if they already have lithium batteries or not. OK, that's the first thing. Again, so. Our standard converters will charge lithium batteries, but they never charge them again to 100%. So that's why the lithium converter is important to have. So they're gonna come in and ask them first, do you have lithium batteries already? All right, if you don't, then we need to get lithium batteries. You need to pick out which batteries, how many batteries, Mm -hmm. what are you gonna put in there? And then we're gonna need to coincide, look at the existing uh, converter, figure out what you have in there. Is it 55, is it 65, 75? And then we need to get you a lithium converter at least the same size. You can always go up, but you can't go down with a converter. So you can have headroom. You could have a much bigger converter. Yes. And it won't matter. Well, and and, and this is something mm. I just recently learned from our, and going through one of our trainings is that um, we recommend you can go up, but always look at the gauge of wire because a gauge of wire sometimes is it can not, bottleneck it. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to have make sure you got the adequate uh, wire gauge in order to go up significantly higher. Than what mm-hmm. you have in there now, mm-hmm. but then once they've identified what amp they want, uh, then it's just a matter of placing the order and then changing it out. And again, you have your different variations. You've got the power centers, mm-hmm. you've got the deck mounts, uh, and those are all available in the, the three different classes that we've talked about: standard, lithium, and lithium mm-hmm. switch. Is number of lithium ion batteries in your battery bank going to matter? Is size of lithium ion batteries going to matter? Um, 
Yes and no, but generally you're only going to be, I mean, if you've got an existing converter in there, you're only going to have so much space for the batteries anyway, mm -hmm. and you really need to have the appropriate amperage to run the uh, items that you have in your RV. Right. And as long as you're not, you know, exceeding, you're not adding another air conditioner, you're not uh, adding a residential refrigerator, right. those different things you have to take in consideration. But generally what you have in there uh, is going to be adequate. And if you decide you want to go up, that's just giving you more amperage available uh, for the unit. Okay. Okay. And this is yeah. where I'll say that's where a dealer can help you. Absolutely. 99% uh, of everybody listening is not going to be uh, as well versed on this as your dealer. And so it's really good to find out what it's going to take to get where you want to go. And that's where a good dealer should be able to help you with that. Absolutely. But uh, I think every decision needs to be at least based on the knowledge of what's out there. Yes. So I've learned a lot about what's out there, why it's important. And now we can, you know, you can you can go into a dealership now, hopefully after listening to what Todd has to say. Sure. And know what they're telling you and know what to ask for. Know what's important. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Good. I love it when I learn something. <laughs> it is so exciting. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, is there anything else about WIFCO or new products or converters that we need to know? Uh, not right now. Like That's I said, you know, we're always looking for new and innovative ways and new products. Uh, we hope to have new products out every year. It's always a goal. Uh -huh. um, so hopefully the, the future is uh, something newer, more innovative mm -hmm. and uh, easier. Well, I tell you what, lithium has changed the game over the last year. Yeah. I mean, literally yeah, changed yes. the industry. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. Mm -hmm. And uh, glad to hear about your newest product. I think it's awesome. Thank you. We yeah. appreciate, appreciate the time being here today. Yeah, and I yeah. appreciate your efforts and uh, getting the word out to everybody about the products. And like I said, we're here to help. Like I said, the 800 number that we talked about yeah. earlier. Uh, feel free to use it yourself, pass it on to the retail customers, and I'll make sure that you have all the links for the website and, and get you to where you need to be uh, to take care of the customers. Good. Gary, good job for you, man. No, I Who, tell you what. I, I know. I, 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 Keep I'm it up, I'm excited Gary. to bring Todd in. I, <laughs> it's gonna be, I set, he set the bar. I don't know who I'm bringing in next. Well, I'm, so so what do you, how do you pay him off with like uh, Round Rock Donuts? and? Yeah, it's got to take food. him to Round Rock oh, Donuts well, as live here. And then. It has to be food because, as you noticed, yeah. he doesn't drink coffee. Yeah. All right, so no, he loves barbecue. So yes. tomorrow Ooh. we're going to Salt Lake mm -hmm. and Driftwood. Mm -hmm. Okay, Ooh, that's Driftwood. awesome. Yeah, I'm taking him to the original oh, beer one. and barbecue. That's, yeah. uh, that's where better. my wife and I had our rehearsal dinner before. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Good. Well, 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 it is a staple. There is one right yeah. here in Round Rock. Yeah, but, yeah. I know, but I'm going to take him to the original. Not the yeah. same. It's not the oh. same. Gary always treats me well when we travel together. He calls ahead and says, "Do you like this food? Do you like this food?" I make sure that I I'm fed well. Good, good. Well, and then if there's another night, you can take him to the original. Original county line. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. I forgot. Yeah, that. yeah. That's because county place. lines really everywhere. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's even in Japan and crazy stuff oh, now. Yeah. I don't know, but well, you county line one in started. The <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, county line started right here, just like sitting the, on the deck. Uh, I like the original one because you can feed the turtles out back. I do too. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I do too. Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fat turtles at yeah. county yeah. line. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I'm glad we got to meet you. We'll see you next Very round. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Uh -huh. thanks, Don't be for, thanks for letting us be here. Lindsay, I have to admit, your questions were spot on while Todd was here. 
<laughs> I came up with them all by myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking those questions, but you worded them so well. <laughs> but but honestly, listening to you guys, I learned a lot when I didn't even think I wanted to know that stuff. <laughs> I have to admit that piece of equipment, that piece of equipment in particular, I just want to I, do, I want to know that it, something's doing its job. I don't yeah. want to know that it's there. I don't even want to hear the fan kick on. I well, understand why it needs to. That's how most people feel about it. Just right. do your job. Stay over there and don't bother me. Yeah. So it was good to talk to Todd. Good to learn a little bit. And now, well, yeah, now because I do want lithium ion. I mm-hmm. do want solar. I do want all these updated things. I need that converter to come along for the ride. You know, mm-hmm. come up to date come on, converter. To, to these times. <laughs> and that was that was fantastic. And to know that there's options to make what you have, you know, with some some work, make what you have work or to get OEM or whatever is going the right direction. But you know what? I bet I bet I bet someone out there still has a question about converters. And I want to make sure they get that answered. Yeah, I'm going to give you uh, Todd's email no. and phone number. <laughs> no, but you can email Sorry, us at rvsmalltalk at gmail.com. Um, send us any questions that we didn't answer so we can go ahead and get that cleared up. Send us pictures of your camping trip. Send us what you want to hear about on right. our next podcast. That is rvsmalltalk at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook at RV Small Talk community page. Again, I mean, just sharing camping pictures, asking questions, talking gear, all, yes. all the things. Come join us. It's really fun. And if you enjoy our podcast, we would absolutely appreciate it if you could go on Apple Podcast and rate and review us. Five stars. That makes a world of difference in getting our podcast out there so more people can listen to us and connect with us. We would love that. Thank you so much. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us. Check out all of our episodes at rvsmalltalk.com and we will be seeing you next time. Stay humid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was a cool guy in my ninety three Dodge Dynasty. When I was in high school. You were the cool guy? Yeah. And, you know, you sure? I absolutely. You can't get <laughs> like the otherwise. Type of cool guy if you deem yourself cool. so. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's pretty much anyone, right? So, um, so I was that guy. But not only was I in my blue um, Dodge Dynasty that we bought at auction from the power company, um, but I grew up in. You know, you know, South Texas town where big trucks or really blingy lowered cars with big shiny rims and spikes coming off of them and windows down. Everything had windows down with music pumping out of them. Well, my music out of my completely stock 93 Dodge Dynasty <laughs> that I bought at auction from the power company, it was, it was pretty happening. Rattle, rattle. Yeah. Um, my, my music was the best of Glenn Miller. You are kidding me. I played the 
ever loving. Wait, isn't Glenn Miller the... Oh, I was having such a fun time laughing at myself being that guy that I would crank it up on purpose to have that kind of fun. It's such a catchy tune. And every bit of big band music seems to be that happy. You well, know? that's boogie music. Well. Boogie music? Boogie. Boogie woogie. My Spotify doesn't have that uh, genre as an option. It doesn't have boogie music? Oh, no, it doesn't have buggy, bu- buggy music. <laughs> it has buggy music. It probably <laughs> has that. Station. Boogie music? It has Glenn Miller. It has big band. Yeah. So yeah. I, and I, I was, I was that, that guy. I was totally that guy. Oh, man. I was having such a blast laughing at myself and last, laughing at what others must have been thinking when I pulled up at a stoplight next to him blasting big band like this no no i didn't have anything i, I would i actually <laughs> did my best because you know i was tall at that point too i did my best <laughs> to sit down in the yeah, chair <laughs> sitting down and put on my, my sunglasses and like like just kind of stare ahead like thinking i wonder what they must be imagining but never actually seeing their face because you don't want to look no at, you don't want to make eye contact no. no well in the 70s here in austin you know you know what was playing in the 70s. I mean, it certainly I wasn't, wasn't no, anything cool. It was, you know, screaming rock bands. So uh, a really popular band, you know, Paul Ray, who is on. Um, what's he on? He's not Acid, on NPR. Because that's what everyone no, else is on. No, he's a DJ now. Yeah. Um, he's on KUTX. Yes. Thank you. KUTX. I couldn't think of it. When? But What time? Stop. But he had a band and it was Paul Ray and the Cobras. Okay. And they were so cool because they had this huge horn section. Like all sousaphones? No, not all sousaphones. Well, huge horns. I mean, but sousaphones. A very cool <laughs> horn section. And it was so much fun to go see because they were just, it was a lot, it was kind of big band. It's like original swing, ska. Mitch meets kind of fun rock and roll it sounds like original sky like and the foundation so of sky right it was well, cool back in my day uh-oh we used to go <laughs> downtown up in your day <laughs> up in your day we used to go downtown there was a band called the the how do you spell that the minor mishap marching band what i like it already and i do too (laughs) and it was a it it was a group of probably like 15 people and they all had band instruments and but they didn't like play shows they would just march and walk up and down the middle of sixth street like on friday and saturday nights especially on the east side and play and then people would like just follow them and everybody would like kind of jam out and like walk down the street and then they would like turn around and walk the other way and keep playing it's probably ut band geeks there was so many of them that played downtown they were not band geeks um the a-liner that picked up Uh uh-huh corinne and john yeah he used to be part of the minor (gasps) mishap marching band yeah well, I don't know John's background, so I don't but know where he came from. But he also used from. to be part of the White Ghost Shivers, which was also a huge band in Austin. Oh, well, of course. And he used to throw to the big Oregon? Halloween party every year. They're in Oregon now? Washington. Washington? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, the, I, yeah. So when I picture this, I picture uh, Austin version of what you would see in the French Quarter. Yeah. Basically, is what yeah. I'm is it kind of the same sound? 
no. I mean, it's straight up like marching band. I'll play some for you. I mean, their music okay. is on Spotify. <laughs> That's All right, awesome. It, 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 it sounds like uh, somebody let a high school marching band loose. A good one. Oh, oh, is that oh. kind of fun? I mean, it's, it's not bad, but it's not like tight, okay, you know, so, like it's sloppy and it's fun. And then they kind of go crazy for a little and bit with enough alcohol. It's and great. then like they yeah. like, oh, this guy just takes it away for a while in a solo. And then like people just like as you're coming out of bars or going into other bars yeah. or getting out of the taxi or whatever, you just kind of like join. And then before you know it, there's just like a mass of people just like having a parade. All so the time. did they have their music memorized? I guess that goes a long ways in in I the don't, feel and the fun of it. Because I don't remember there being like, like them a, having oh, like yeah. a little stand on there. I don't remember that. Yeah. And you know there wouldn't it, be enough light for it anyway, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was really fun. And yeah, that and was sometimes there doesn't need to be really music memorized. You just kind of know the tune and you're just playing yeah. along with well, it. It was just madness. If you're if you're a good enough musician and you're like, I can I know exactly where I am in, in the key. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, and I'm pretty sure like the band members changed all the time. Sure. It was it like, hey, sound, come along. It doesn't sound yeah. like it was very lucrative. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that was the point of the exercise. I don't think they won any uh, Grammys. <laughs> did anyone throw change at them? I mean, like, did it go into the the horn? Like, like, there's change in your saxophone, sir. I don't know. It was so. It was. It was fun. All right. All right. Well, we'll look it up here in a little bit. I'll make you listen to it. All right. That sounds Fantastic. like good. Good Princess Craft music, like for our. Our Spotify list that plays during yeah, the Yeah, that should totally Why? be the Sunday playlist. You would hate it. You'd Sunday be like, Lindsay, <laughs> turn this off right now, the Sunday playlist. Just me sitting by myself in the middle of the floor with a with a trombone. Oh, well. <laughs> Welcome. Listen, I can make it sound like a horse. Uh, Woo! I, I got to shoot a video, y'all. Oh, uh, what did it do? This is How so did it fun. wrong you? Is it? <laughs> 